special request from E. Yo, yo. He's a familiar voice to the podcast now. I ain't got to keep introducing this guy, man. Definitely appreciate you pulling up on me. What's been going on, man? Not mad. Just, you know, it's a therapeutic to, for, for me right now. You know what I'm saying? What, what you know, stuff's going on. Uh, family, you know, we had a death in the family last week. Man, man, man. So, you know. This, like I said, therapeutic to me. And then, you know, there's a whole bunch of stuff that's going on right now that, you know, is funny and I'm not liking in this sports world. Especially last night with that Clipper and Suns game. Man, we definitely going to dive into that. But before we do, man, uh, condolences to you and your family. Appreciate it. Like I said, Appreciate we, it. we talked about that on the phone the other day. But uh, real quick, man, I also want to uh, send a – special prayer out to my own family and for those that are listening to this uh please send your prayers to my wife and our family um as we also had a death in a family and uh it's actually a close like (laughs) so crazy how uh when i first met my wife i come around all the all the males in the family try to give me that that, that tough ass. You know how it is. I got the same treatment with my wife. You know. So I when I came around, treatment. like everybody was stone cold. I'm like, hey, what's up, y'all? That I like. People didn't want to speak. They was they was trying to test me. And uh, her cousin Tink, he was one of the main ones. Tried to give me a rough time, but as the years went by. You know what I'm saying? Like, we got extremely close. Mm-hmm. And, you know what I'm saying? Like, whether it was pulling up to the crib, playing 2K all day, playing Madden, he was actually my barber. So, I had to interact with him on a regular yeah. basis because he, he's cutting my hair. Yeah. And um, about three years ago, he was diagnosed with a rare, like a stomach cancer. And throughout that whole period – even before I found out about moms, it was like every day that I'm reaching out to him, man, how you doing? How's it going? Just to keep keep him in good spirits. And on several occasions he was just like, Man, you, you have no idea how much that means to me. You know, you, you reaching out and he's like, Man, sometimes you contact me more than than my actual blood. Right. And I'm like, Man, it, it's it's nothing. So he went through the surgical procedures and stuff like that. And, you know, we, we like, cool. Everything's smooth sailing from here. That's when I find out about moms. And like I said, he, he put us on to his doctors and stuff like that. I mentioned him in that episode that I, I did about my mom. But even through him fighting, going through his own battles, he was able to take the time to help us while moms was here. He bringing different food and drinks and stuff over. He was always coming, checking on us and everything like that. And uh, I noticed where it was like I started reaching out to him, but it might take a day or two to get back to me. Right. And you just heard me tell you that. I mean, we, we talked every day on a regular. And, uh, you know, I'm like, I saw what it done to my mother as far as fatigue always just tired, sleepy, don't have the energy to do nothing. So I was just like, you know, give him his his space. And after about two or three days, he'll reach out to me, you know, appreciate you, bro. I've just been tired. 
And I'm one of them people, bro, it's like, I don't just pull up at people crib. Right. To me, I I, I think that's that's out of bounds because you don't know if, if people just don't feel like being bothered that day or, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, their house ain't presentable, whatever the case may be. You don't just pull up on people unannounced. Right. So I just kept telling him, like, man, if you want me to come through, man, holler at you, sit down, talk, just let me know. He's like, oh, I got you, bro, I got you. And every time I talk to him, I'm like, man, how you doing? He's like, man, I'm good, man, I'm good, feeling better, feeling better. But um, long story short, I finally saw him, and he wasn't doing good. Like, he had lost a lot of weight and stuff like that, and I, I feel like it was just one of them things where he was just like, he didn't want everybody else to stress or worry. And unfortunately, he he lost his battle with cancer. And like you said, bro, it's like, it's therapy, man. Like, I just been sitting here in the crib for the last couple of days, and it's just like, even if I get online and try to throw a couple little laughing emojis, share some, you know, videos or whatever, it's like, that's just me trying to keep my mind from thinking about stuff. Mm-hmm. Not to mention that, you know what I'm saying, we got a ton of friends and family that's on social media too, so I don't know what their mind frame is. And the crazy part is that they wedding anniversary was yesterday. Yeah, no, I seen that. So it's like, you know what I'm saying, shout out to Tia, his wife, because she's been with him side side by side throughout this whole process as well. And, you know, for her to have to go through that, and it's right around the time that you celebrating your, your wedding anniversary, man, that, I can't even imagine that. But, um... Like I said, you know, long story short, I just send my condolences out to you and your family, bro. And it's just like, like I just ask people to keep my family in their prayers as well, too. Because, man, this this last year, it's it's been rough. The past two years just been fucked up, like, for real. It ain't no other way to put it. It ain't no other way to put it, man, at all. And it's just like, damn, like, man, that's crazy. So that first night, who played? Atlanta played that night, I think. Today's what, Thursday? Mm-hmm. So, nah. Phoenix, Phoenix played yesterday. Phoenix played Monday. Yeah, and then Atlanta, they played Tuesday. So Atlanta, Tuesday, Tuesday. Tuesday, I wasn't in the mood to do nothing. Like, I didn't even turn the game on. Uh, me and the kids was watching Harry Potter thanks to yo yo post. You was talking about Harry Potter, bro, and I was like, you know what, man, I I want to watch them joints. Like, man, Harry Potter, nah, he he slept on, man. Yeah, big time, and I I wish I can go back. That movie came out. When the hell did that movie come out? The first it one came out in the early two thousands. Yeah, man, I wish I could go back and talk to myself. Like, man, you need to watch those joints, man. They was actually entertaining. Yeah, it was. It was. It was a dope little series, and you know, like how it ended. It ended off good, but I'm thinking to myself because I heard there's supposed to be another one coming. That's out. That's what I was going to say. I was like, there's, there's a new one coming out or already out. One of them, but I think it goes back. I want to say maybe with his parents. Okay. I think. I could be wrong. Because um, I was trying to see how they was going to spend this with, with Voldemort gone. Right. I could be wrong, but I know that, that uh, the author 
had another book and stuff like that. Because, you know, all of them based on books mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. So um, I'll have to look into that. But I, I don't forgot what movie I went and saw, but they was showing the previews and stuff. Okay. Saying that it was coming. But, yeah, Harry Potter's definitely dope. So Tuesday... Um, I kept checking the score on my phone. First of all, I was like, I'm not watching it because I saw where Trey was out. I'm like, dog, Milwaukee about to bust in by 50. I was like, I'm not looking at this BS. <laughs> I kept checking the score. I'm like, wait a minute. Something ain't right. Then I got the notification that Giannis got hurt. Mm-hmm. I'm not good with looking at uh, injuries and people getting hurt and junk like that. So as soon as I saw it was a knee, I was like, I don't want no parts they, of that they video. They said it's this uh, a hyperextended. The, the way he landed looked like he probably tore Shattered a little. Shattered all yeah. of it, dog. And I was like, I ain't good with that. But but see, that's the thing, though. That's why I don't care for all that euroing. And, like, but the thing about it was, was that they was on defense when it happened. Right. So that's a freak play in yeah. its own self. But it's, to me, it's just like the way he plays, he's so careless. Like, he's already long as it is. He's basically the way he moves with the ball and drives it. He's a 6'11", Russell Westbrook. Or I was going to say D-Wade. Or D-Wade. Remember, D-Wade used to stay on the ground, yep. bro. Like, D-Wade didn't care about his body at mm-hmm. all. And it caught up to him in the end. But I saw where Atlanta went on and smoked oh, they, them. They, 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 <laughs> they was beating them from when the game started till it ended. And uh, and that's why I was telling my cousin, man, we was talking about that earlier. He was like, man, how the hell the Bucks lose to the Hawks? And I'm just like, man, you can't necessarily go by paper. Because clearly, even without Trey Young, the Bucks still got the better team, even if they don't got Giannis on that team. I agree. That's why I was like, man, I ain't even finna look at it. Yo, and, and and see with the with the Bucks, like they don't have the secondary player. You can call Chris Middleton the secondary player. I don't think he's that guy. They they real. He if if okay. If my star goes out, I gotta depend on this player to keep the team afloat. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If it's a regular season, if like, okay, it's, it's like if you get hurt, the team is dependent on me. You gone for at least 10 games, right? Yeah. The team is, and I'm dependent on my teammates as well, but it's more leaning towards me to, I have to lead us to at least 500 or better until you get back. You got to keep the team afloat. They don't have a player on that team that can do that because with Chris Middleton, he's hit and miss. That's fair. That's he'll, fair. he'll get you 20, 30 points one game, and then it's like the next game, like, damn, did this nigga even – is he still in the locker room or something? Like, right. what, like what's going on? It's just like when, when we'll get to him because I can't wait to talk to talk about him, old playoff Pete. He's just <laughs> like that boy. <laughs> Same thing, man. You know what I'm saying? Like they don't have a they don't have a player that's gonna you know consistently on a nightly basis, man. Get you that 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 twenty. I'm gonna say at least twenty a night, at right. least. And see, I almost hit my respectfully disagree button because a part of me wants to give Middleton a pass solely because if you look at 
what was that? Game three? Because they on what game? Tonight's game five. Five. Okay, yeah, yeah. game five. Game three, when he took over, dropped twenty in a quarter. And in it was a third, fourth quarter. Fourth quarter. Yeah, fourth quarter. Yeah. To me, he's one of them guys where he is a rhythm shooter. Mm-hmm. He has to get in a flow. Milwaukee gets to a point to where in some of them games where it's just like they just force feed Giannis. And it's almost like they're trying their best to just help him build his resume. Like mm-hmm. Giannis carried us and got us over this hump. But in reality, him having the ball takes touches away from Holiday and Middleton. And to me, in my opinion, they're not catch-and-shoot guys. Nah. Nah, hell no. Nah. Especially not holiday. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like they gotta get into a flow. Once yeah. they get into that rhythm, then it's like, all right, they starting to get buckets. And that's how I kinda look at Middleton because I've seen him, like, even if you go back to the bubble when Giannis messed his ankle up, to me they played the offense flowed better with Giannis well, off the, the floor. Offense, yeah. It's just they Miami was just on a whole nother level defensively last mm-hmm. year and then Jimmy Buckets was out of his mind. Mm-hmm. We ain't even gonna talk about that because I don't know what happened to him this year. Miami just was a disappointment. Mm-hmm. But you know, going back to Middleton, it's like I've seen him be that capable All Star. Like he's on the brink of being a, a legit. I don't want to call him a franchise player. He ain't nobody you can just build around. Nah, he's definitely not a build around player. But he he definitely is like a a legit. Second option. Right. But I just feel like he has to get into a rhythm. So, we're going to find out tonight. You're on the hot seat, Middleton. Because mm-hmm. you definitely done had a whole bunch of 14, 15-point games, and it's like yeah. Brooklyn's out the way. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all should be foaming at the mouth. Yeah. Because I, I was completely wrong. But, I, but like I said before the series started, I said Hawks in six. And it's they, just something that's just telling me that Atlanta's gonna make it to the finals. If they if they win tonight, and then they got to go back to to Atlanta games, it's over. Because yeah. you think Trey gonna the only way I can see if, if Atlanta do win tonight, only way I can see Atlanta lose a game six six is if Trey Young shoot them out the game. And see, I feel like that's what happened game three. And. In the last series, who did they play? Um, they was playing uh, who? Philly. 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 Yep. And they beat Philly in what? Seven? I think it took all seven games. Seven. Yeah. This was game. I want to say maybe game five. No. Nah. Because they went up on Philly, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, it went up 3-2, so it had to be been game six. Game six, game six yeah. in Atlanta. Like, he, they had a lead, and he started pulling three, four feet behind the line in crunch time. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you doing, young fella? Like, nah. And that's where I felt like Nate McMillan, like, he seems like a cool coach, kind of laid back, uh, player-friendly coach. Yeah. But that's one of them moments where I'm like, hey, bro, you got to yeah. chill out. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. got to chill out. Let me choke his chain a little bit, bro. You so, off the leash. So, quick question. Trey Young, superstar? 
player. Nah. We keep, I keep seeing it. And they, I go ahead, go ahead. I keep seeing it and I'm just like, you can't base that off of one year. One run in the playoffs. I mean, and this don't get me wrong, it's special because of what they doing, because you, you knocked off a talented New York team and nobody thought Atlanta was gonna beat New York. Nobody. nobody. Right. You beat them, you beat the, 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 the number one team. I think they had the number one did they have the best record in the league? Philly, Philly had the best record. You yep. beat the number one team. No, in the, that's a lie. Utah. Utah. Okay. Yeah. But you beat the number one team in the East in seven games, and now you tied two two with you know one of the top teams in the NBA. Which arguably is like once Brooklyn went down, it was like, dude, Milwaukee, you better, <laughs> yeah. Giannis, you better go get that. I, I honestly called a sweep. I thought the Eastern Conference Finals should have been a, a clean sweep, but. For whatever reason, they don't use their size to their advantage. There's no way I got Lopez in a corner, dog. Jump shot league. And that that's the problem. But going back to your question, is Trey a superstar? And it's like the this social media, uh, ESPN, Fox Sports era of Everybody just wants to say something to get clicks mm-hmm. or say something outrageous that's going to make people want to go listen to it or watch it. The league is desperate for the new face, in my opinion. Yeah. So desperate to the point to where they shoving Zion down our throat, trying to make him a star. Luka is legit, but I'm not ready to say he's a superstar. True. And – that's where I feel like – don't get me wrong. I don't mean to bring this guy's name up, even though he comes up damn near on every episode. This is the conversation that I feel like in the past when people mention LeBron mm-hmm. and then y'all are like, man, all y'all do is throw out these numbers, these numbers, man. Don't nobody care about all that. At that point in time, I felt like his numbers were legit. But when you got to that point to where Westbrook is putting up triple-doubles, it's like now the stats are watered down. Uh You can't use the stats argument because everybody putting up numbers. Uh It was just what, this year or last year, they set a record for how many 25-point scores in the league? You talking about 25, what about 30 points? That's what I'm saying. At one point, it was just like, Bradley Beal, Curry, like everybody putting if, up 30. That's if, not – If that, anybody follows the NBA because it's become a it's become a cupcake league, I think Shaq, Shaq and uh, Charles Barkley say it all the time. Look at the top ten scores from 2000 to now, and you'll see that the, the number has drastically risen from one player – Scoring anywhere between 28 to 30 points, and then everybody else is trickling down to 26 all the way down. Right. Now you got three, four, maybe five players averaging 30. Then then, then the rest of your top ten is probably at 29, 28, 20, 27. Like, it's too easy. It, it's too easy now. It's too easy. And that's where I feel like, like I said, going back to your original question, it's like they're trying to make Trey Young a household name. Mm-hmm. They're trying to make him marketable. But 
with his size and his shot selection, it makes it hard. Yeah. If he was doing this in like a Curry fashion, yeah, where it's just like, dog, once he's on, it's just crazy. Then I can kind of get where you pump him into that superstar category, but Trey's hit or miss too. Hell yeah, he is. So it's like I've seen him in this playoffs be super ice cold. Uh, think about the game seven. Perfect example. He, I, I looked at the, I looked at the stat line when I caught the score. Dude was like three for nineteen. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, they they ended up winning the game, but I was like, come, like. But that's when I really had to put the Hawks under a microscope, and I was like, wait a minute, bro, like they, they actually all right, mm-hmm. like a dark horse. Like I didn't expect. They this. got good role players. Right, and that's and that's and a lot of people are understanding. Like you can have your superstar or stars on your team, but if you don't got the complimentary players around them stars or that star, you're not gonna win. People ain't understanding that. Lakers, yeah, Uh, that was a failed experiment, bro. But we ain't even gonna talk about them. Uh, Your boy Collins. I'm starting to like him. When he put that ah. shirt on with him banging on MB, choking him out on the way down. <laughs> plus that. Plus that was, <laughs> <laughs> was running playground plays on Milwaukee game one. Because when he when Trey Young threw that, uh, threw that pass out the backboard from that angle and he dunked on Lopez, I was like, hold up, bro. Right. I'm like, they bring that clown Milwaukee. Like, this is supposed to be the playoffs, bro. They throwing lobs on the backboard. I mean, they just out there having fun. And honestly, that's where I feel like, granted, I hate that so many players or stars got injured, but the playoffs has been fun to watch because guys, uh, yeah. like, you have no idea what's going to happen. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm glad – Brooklyn ain't there. I'm glad Brooklyn and the Lakers lost because that's what everybody was expecting. Brooklyn right. against the Los Angeles Lakers. I wasn't even gonna put the Lakers like I, you know, as a fan. If you, if you take away the injuries, like let, let's just be 100. If you if, if you, you take away the injuries, if you exclude right. the injuries, everybody was looking forward to Brooklyn. And the Los Angeles Lakers in the NBA Finals. But it was just one of them things. Now, AD been off all year. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what was up with him this year. Like, okay, you came back off a short season or whatever. That still don't explain the shooting woes. Because he put up some of the lowest numbers of his career. Like, <sighs> AD was money from the free throw line. If AD could get back to how he was when he was playing with the Pelicans. The Lakers will barely lose. I'm talking about back to the basket, jump hooks, you know, little 15-foot jump shots. That's why I hate the league. It's a jump shot league. Everybody want to fucking shoot a three-pointer now. And he done fell in love and, with and it. And that's what he's doing now. Finesse guy. Yep. But if you ask me, Don, it's just my personal opinion. If you look at his frame from the Pelicans till now, I feel like AD looked a little bit out of shape. Mm-hmm. At least he did this season. Yeah. Like, he, he wasn't that slender kind of tone build. Like, it looked like he done kind of got solid a little bit, kind of slow, mm-hmm. lackadaisical. That's what I'm saying. It's like 
she he done got the championship. He got the contract. Yeah. You on cruise control now? Yep. Like, what's going on? And that's another thing. You know how it is when people get that money and get that brick on their finger, man? Like, they just like, <laughs> shit, I got my ring. I'm here I now. I got my pay. I got paid. Shit. Or is it one of them things where it's like, you know the labels that they always give stars that play with LeBron? Everybody's mad because LeBron get all the credit or whatever. Is that a AD's way of saying you you need me more than I need you or what? I don't know. That's just my personal thoughts. But I was just like, for bro not to come back into the season, even if you ain't condition wise ready to roll, like, what's up with your health, bro? Like, come on, dog. Like, what's going on? Plus, you on Twitch all day playing video games and shit now. Like, damn. Like, your mind ain't even on sports no more. But. Like you said, it, it was good for the game. Now we can watch the playoffs. I'm pulling for CP3. So that's a smooth transition into this clip of Suns. Yeah. Because that was a roller coaster ride, and I loved every bit of it. At one point, I was actually, like, excited about the Clippers. Don't y'all come for me. I ain't say nothing. Don't y'all come for me, Laker Nation. <laughs> I ain't say nothing. I'm just saying, it was like. When I seen you post that, man, I don't know what the hell happened, but you was like, matter of fact, when you said um, Beverly crossed over Chris Paul and scored, <laughs> he said, you said Clippers at seven. I'm like, hold on, what the hell is he talking about? So I cut the game on, and I seen it, and I was like, damn, bro, it's really basing it off of one move? Nah, Be- <laughs> Beverly come, nah, but you look, you got to go back to game five, because I actually made a post game five and said, Clippers in seven because that Paul George that I saw game five, mm-hmm. I ain't seen that since the Pacers. I don't think nobody have. And I told my partner, Dante, shout out to him. Me and him been going to work out. He finally got me at the crib trying to lose these pounds real quick. But um, I told him Kawhi going down might have been the best thing that ever happened to the Clippers mm-hmm. because Reggie Jackson, balling. Marcus Morris. Balling. Whoever the young little dude. Man. 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 Oh, my God. Like, who did they beat before they got to the, uh, was it was it Portland? Nah, Portland lost in the first Nah, year. Utah. 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 Utah is who it was. Utah. Uh, the way he balled against them that last game, like, I, and and I feel bad for Mitchell, man. Like he, it's gonna get to the point to where he's gonna end up leaving Utah because they're not bringing the necessary pieces there. I mean, you got they have a a nice core, but he's another player like with the Trey Young. Like he can also shoot you out the game too. Like he he's I ain't gonna say he's a rhythm player. When he's on, he's on. But at the same time, he is a streaky shooter. But, like, with that team, they don't – it's like you got your score in Mitchell and then you got your defense in Gobert and then the rest of the, the players that and they got on there. And he getting punched on yeah. the whole playoff. Yeah. Um, I, I, but I real deal think he's going to end up leaving, man. I, I Unless they bring somebody there, you know. Here go my first one. <laughs> Utah don't need nothing else. In several of those games, 
they was up big. Oh, yeah. 20-point big. 25-point big. I saw them boys come out in the first half and hit 15, 16 three-pointers. And then you come out in the second half and play dumb as fuck. Excuse my language. And it goes back to what you just said just a few minutes ago. The league is just jump shooting and all this and that. That's the part that makes me scratch my head as a professional athlete or a coach of a professional team. Your guys have a 25-point lead. I understand. This is against the the Clippers, right? Yeah. Okay. I understand 24 minutes is a long time. Mm -hmm. Like you asking them to to keep a 25-point lead for two whole quarters. You almost have to play flawless basketball. You can't play the clock because you definitely shoot yourself in the foot. But in Utah's case, they come out just launching, just right. letting them go. And then that led to the Clippers getting hot. Once you see Beverly hitting three-pointers, man, it's a <laughs> I saw Beverly hitting three-pointers and flexing and running. And once they got that energy – it was just contagious. Right. And that's when it drew me in. And I'm not even going to lie, bro. I'm being honest. Like, I was actually, like, watching the Clippers because when they got hot, bro, they was hot. And it was a lot of them games, even in the uh, against Phoenix, it was like they would be down. But then that third quarter, fourth quarter, they will just get hot. Mm-hmm. And then it was a wrap. And I was rooting for them. Back to what we was talking about. Playoff P. <sighs> this guy, man. I gotta watch Unc Neil on that because I ain't even get to see it today. And I know he had a field day with old Skip Bayless. Man, polyester P, what he called him. Polyester P. Polyester P, dog. It was like, bro, but he's one of them dudes where you can tell it's mental. Mm hmm. Because when he went to that free throw line the other night, he had a chance to possibly back to put back them games, up. Back-to-back back games. Like, you talking about change the series, yeah. bro. Like, he had the opportunity to do that and went and claimed them. I'm like, bro, that's, that's mental. All the way mental. And then last night, this is a do or die. Like, you need this to get one more game. Otherwise, you going home. Mm-hmm. And he just looked like he wasn't interested. He was just standing in the corner. I, I unless the team makes some sort of defensive adjustments, then I can see why he what he had what about what sixteen seventeen points. No, he night. finished with twenty something last something. night, but they was garbage points. That's what I'm saying. Because at halftime he only like, had six. Like how the hell you go from balling game five forty one, right, to to what you had last night. Hell, set like, a record game five. Like, you, like, nigga, was you out there? <laughs> right. That's why Beverly started out the game hot. Now, th- that's the adjustment that they did make. They was running bodies at him, but instead of him being the superstar, mm-hmm. i.e. Durant, Kobe, it's a few of them shots where it's like, you know what, you got to let them know, I don't care who you sending me, I'm playing aggressive. Right. Even if you start getting people in foul trouble or if you see one or two of them go in, who knows? You might get into a rhythm, and then don't, man, you can send three over here. I'm, yeah. I'm hot. 
but you never even gave yourself the opportunity to do that because you like here shit. They doubling me here. You do it. Yeah. And then Bev got the flexing on people and all that. And then. <laughs> I'm like, nah, you can't be a sore loser like that, bro. Like, what's your thoughts on, on, I, on I, him and Chris Paul? Man, last night? I lost all types of respect for Patrick Beverly. After that. I mean, I mean, Chris, Chris Paul handled that better than I did because I probably would have swung on. Beverly for it's, that, that's what Eric, like even Unc on, on I know you said you ain't watched it yeah. yet, but even Unc was like, dog, somebody like some of the guys that don't get in, like you got to take that, you know what I'm saying? You gotta like, lay him out. But dog. that was a, a sore loser, uncalled for, man. You can't get mad because this man torched you for 41 last night. But like I was, um, I was who was I talking to? I was talking to somebody earlier. Was it my was it my cousin? I think it might have been my cousin because he, yeah, he was talking about that that Houston trade when um, yeah. Chris Paul got traded to Houston and and Beverly went to the Clippers or whatnot. He was just like, uh, he felt like Chris Paul had something to do with that, and and you know some some words got passed. I don't know the story. It's just what I was right. told. But Hell, that was his beef with LeBron too. You know, Beverly was yeah. in Miami. Yeah. And when all that happened, they got him up out of there. Mm-hmm. Every time him and LeBron play for whatever reason, Beverly amped up. Oh yeah, and that's the part that that makes me mad because it's like there's no way that this little dude should get in y'all head like this. Put him on his ass one good time, and all that's gonna change. But it's like that's the image that they trying to sell, in my opinion, because. Mm. If you look at how he defends, referees let him get away with a lot. Hell yeah. A whole lot. In a league where James Harden can get 20 free throws, Beverly's able to get up in you, slap, reach, break, broke my man's nose, dog. Like, just reckless. (laughs) That's why I shout out to Chuck Reed, dog. I'm going to tag you in this so you can go and listen to it because we was having a discussion on on my uh, Facebook because I said Beverly's that dude that everybody hates getting on the court with. Mm-hmm. And if you a hooper, you know what I mean. There's always that person. He's not talented offensively. But when he get on the court with you, he just run and just annoying and just run into people just reckless. Mm-hmm. Or if you go up for a shot. You know them people that just come out of mm-hmm. nowhere trying to block it and fall on top of people? Like, nah, bro, because that's how you tear a knee up, mm-hmm. break something. Every time I see one in there, I'm like, nah, I'm cool. Like, I don't even try to drive. I don't I, – I'm shooting jump shots. Like, especially at the age I'm at now, pff, I ain't driving. <laughs> no, hell no. True story. No. True story. Uh, the old basketball coach uh, at Cochran. We was playing 21. This is before I started volunteering to help or whatever. So we was playing 21, and I'm old, washed. I ain't, you know, we just in here. When I play 21, I'm not going 110. Nah, hell no. And it just so happens that that day that my little shot was falling or whatever. So I got 19. We all know the rules of 21 now. Everybody's coming for you. Yeah. Everybody's coming for you. So I caught the ball in the corner. And I BS you not. Threw a little pump fake, 
And I was just going to one dribble pull. I'm, I told you, I'm not driving. Dude come at me full <laughs> speed to try to prevent me from getting this shot off. And we collided. Wow. And when he hit me, like, I felt my little spinal cord pop <laughs> and everything. Doc. My wife is upstairs right now. When I tell you, dude, for like the next almost two full weeks, like, I couldn't move. Like, yeah. I, I, I guess I slipped disc or yeah. something. But yeah. I was just like, yeah. that's the part that I'm talking about, bro. Like, we in our 30s. It's just a game. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Especially my bad, 21. bro. Yes, my bad, 21 bro. ain't, you know. Nah, I couldn't even get to work, man. I'm sitting there trying to sit down like I had to, like an old man, bro. That's yeah. how bad my back insurance. I wouldn't wish back spasms on nobody, but my shit was hurt mm-hmm. just because, dude, I'm talking about full speed, like a sprint. He's sprinting from the paint out to me in the corner. There's no way that you're going to stop. You know what I'm saying? So his momentum carried himself into me, and uh, and that's what I'm like. To me, that's Pat Bev. Oh, yeah. yeah I like, know. even when he undercut it, Chris Paul the other night. Yeah. I'm like, dog, the way he landed, he could have broke his wrist, broke his hand, broke anything, bro. Like, I understand. Yep, tailbone, because he landed awkward. You know. That ain't even got nothing to do with fighting through the screen, yeah. bro. Like, this man was going up, at least try to contest. But he just ran straight up. He ducked down and ran. Like, mm-hmm. you, you took this man's legs out from under him, dog. That's, that's dangerous. So, it's like. I, I've i never thought that Patrick Beverly had elite perimeter defense or just elite defense at all. You know, and I can go all the way back to when he hurt Westbrook. You know. And when, look. He, when he hurt Westbrook, you know, you get Westbrook off here, tore his, uh, he tore his meniscus. Yeah, meniscus. go look at my post that night. Me and Chuck was talking. I brought that up. You right? Like you, I, that ain't that ain't elite defense. Like you out here trying to hurt people. The fucked up part was they was going to call a timeout. Right. Yep. So yep. anybody that hoops, you know that if a player start heading towards the sideline, they getting ready to call a timeout, bro. Mm-hmm. The play is dead. It's blown up. But you're yep. gonna disguise it as. He hadn't called it yet, so you trying to yeah, – even I, if you would have stole the ball, where was you going to go other than out of bounds? Yeah, I, I've never thought that he had elite defense, man. He – he I don't even want to necessarily call it prison <laughs> ball, but it is prison ball. Shit, it's beyond it's, prison ball. But, huh? yeah, man, like I, I, I couldn't – I play on a team with him if he's my teammate, but as an opponent, nah, man, because I will nah. probably have – he have to catch his hands. Right. You know, I don't give a fuck about him being from Chicago, wherever the fuck he's from. But, yeah, he had, <laughs> did definitely have to catch his hands, man, because, like, that's one thing you don't do, man. You Especially if you're playing with somebody's health and you're playing with somebody's career. Exactly. Exactly. And that's why I was just like, dog, you, you're not going to disguise that as great defense. And I'm not going to take credit for this because I actually saw, I want to say maybe Chris Broussard, somebody said it this morning. It was like P.J. Tucker plays hard-nosed defense, get up in you, but he don't play that but it ain't, crazy he, like yeah, Beverly. Yeah, yeah he, he, he ain't, you know, he got good on-ball defense. Right. Like, you know. So that's what I'm saying. It's like when you look at them, it's like you don't look at them to score. Their job is just to go out there and defend. Mm-hmm. Or Tony Allen. Tony Allen, same same person. 
But they was able to do all of that without all the antics that yeah. Beverly brings to the game. Mm-hmm. And that's why I tell people, I'm like, dog, that's that's not great defense. You running up under somebody like, oh, I forgot what game that was. Might have been in the bubble last year. But um, he was so low that when he went for the steal, he just dove at dude's knees and he got the steal. And then he rolled over and threw the ball. He's sitting there clapping and doing all that. And I'm like, bro, you can't just go take out people's legs it like that. might have been. No. Cause they they might have been playing Portland or it somebody. It might have been because, yeah, because Utah had played Denver. And they was the seventh seed. Who was the two seed that year? No, no, no. They wasn't the seventh seed because uh, uh, Dallas was the seventh seed. They was the two seed. The Clippers was. Okay. And, and it may not even so, been a playoff. You know how they played yeah. them a couple of games? Because you remember one of them games, they was laughing at uh, Dane for missing the free throws and all that. But it was one of them plays. And I was like, look at that. I was like, man, he's just reckless, bro. Like, you diving at somebody's face. It wasn't even a loose ball. Yes, like, yeah. Somebody's he did, he dribbling. Did, he did James Harden like that, too. He does him like that all the time. And you just – you so low to where you just dive at – like, come on, bro. Scrappy dude is what I call mm-hmm. it. Man, you know, he's you know, I don't like talking about, you know, our I I I I brothers, man, but you know, he's just a hood nigga in the league. You know what I'm saying? He got on the low cut Air Force joints. You know, you can't even trust that shit. You feel me? Facts. I don't trust that. Facts. But yeah. real quick, real quick, back to this Paul George crap. Because like I said earlier, like all these shows and stuff now is just all these hot takes for clicks or for headlines. Because they was legit debating Paul George as a Hall of Famer. I seen that, and I laughed so hard. I even had people on my post putting up an <laughs> argument for that, bro. And I'm like, that's the issue, man. It's like now it's almost like a participation achievement, bro. Like as long as you've been in the league 15-plus years, it's almost like you're automatic. Like, nah, bro. If that's the case, Kwame was in the league for twelve. Is he a, is he a Hall of Famer? And I fucks with Kwame Brown, but Kwame. Is it, you can't. I mean, you can't judge yours, man. And it's like, what have you done? You've been to what one? Okay, you've been in the, you've been in the West. I think four years. So you've been to one Western Conference Finals. I think you've been to one Eastern Conference Finals. What have you done? Like I I, I mean. He really don't got too many individual accolades. He, he led the league in steals. That's it. One time. And that was when he was with the Pacers. And that's what I'm saying. It's like, what are we basing this on? It's like everybody just goes from game to game now. You drop 50. Oh, my God. you the next. Like for Stephen A to say Donovan Mitchell is the, the best. best player in, in Utah, Utah Jazz history. history. Bro, what are you talking so we, about? We just, we just got to uh, – Eliminate the fact that Carmelo got I don't know thirty five thirty six thousand points with the Utah things. Jazz. We're we're gonna we're gonna uh, not talk about the fact that John Stockton got over fourteen thousand assists with the Utah Jazz. I could even go as far as, and we're not even gonna mention that he is a great player, but he was a great defender. Mark Eaton he leads the NBA in all time blocks. Like and I and I and I love Donovan Mitchell not because he came from Louisville he's a hell of a player but for you to say this in his what 
fourth year? Fourth. Saying that he is the best jazz player that ever put on it. And, like, you can't – it's like what you said. You can't base certain things off of one game. You can't. Right. Right. And and that's and that's Stephen A. You need to be fired. I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. <laughs> and he the highest paid at ESPN. Yeah. Now that's what I'm saying. Like to me, I wonder if it's a thing where like Skip and Shannon got so much buzz to where now he has to put on this front because if you remember, and that's why I tell people like, man, I I I pay attention to details, and it might just be me making up stuff in my own mind. But when Skip and Shannon first started and Unk was coming on there with the with the blacks and had the henny and all the little props and stuff like that, ESPN wasn't doing that. Mm-mm. But then if you notice, Stephen A started coming out with the cowboy hat mm-hmm. and he's playing these characters, talking about the cowboys, and it's like you copying your competition. Mm-hmm. And at this point you're you're fishing for content trying to get clickbait right so that's why i feel like now it's like first take has become just so outrageous to where i mean you don't know what they get i mean but you think about these sports shows man like and i and i i watch first take first take here and there but you know i'm always go to undisputed because skip's always gonna say some dumb ass shit he's always <laughs> gonna talk about lebron even though the Lakers ain't even fucking playing no more. You're definitely gonna get the great entertainment from Unk because he's a clown on that show, and I love I love watching him. I watch that show because of him. You go over here to first take. Max Kellerman don't know what the fuck he's talking about. <laughs> hey, if you're talking about boxing, he's a hell of an analyst when it comes to boxing. Stephen A. He he brings up you know some some blasphemy. I'm gonna use his word, his blasphemous stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just it's with with the with the uh, the Utah Jazz thing with Donovan Mitchell. I ain't even mentioned the fact that he said Devin Booker is the next Kobe Bryant, which I thought that was by far the funniest shit I ever heard in my 38 years of existence. Now, and I'm, it's no knock to Donovan Mitchell. Does he have that mentality? Yes, he does. That I, I'm gonna kill you mentality. He I I, I see it in him. I said it last year when they was in the bubble. That's when you how he's playing now, and 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 you put that with CP3, how he played last year. It's like what he took from last year is how he's playing now. I'm letting y'all know I'm coming. And CP3 made it. He CP3 just put the icing on the cake. But here's the thing, though, and this is where I feel like people are just prisoners. Of the moment. And me and you, I think I think it was you. We did a whole podcast episode when Shaq was like, Mitchell don't got what it takes or whatever. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. I'm not throwing Mitchell under the bus with what I'm about to say. But it's like, are we going to forget that Utah had a 3-1 lead last year? <laughs> a lot of people did. So you really going to say he's the best player in Utah history when Carmelo and them have been to the finals twice. Twice. Back to back years. Carmelo got an MVP under his belt. Mm-hmm. Second in all time points in yeah. the NBA. John Stockton leads the league in all time assists. Like, that's ridiculous. 
and going back to the Devin Booker thing, it's like game one of the Lakers series, I believe. I think it was game one. Even I made a post. I was like, Booker out here looking like Mamba. But I would never say he's he's the next Kobe. I was just saying in terms of he had that look against the Lakers. Can't nobody on this floor guard me. And he was just out there just giving folks straight up buckets. Cooking them niggas. Straight up buckets. All I said was, man, he out there looking like Mamba. Yeah, and I said, and I you seen Mamba. I said, Book, Mamba mentality. That's what he got. Not necessarily saying he's Kobe. <laughs> he just has that mentality because he's out there like you if you look at him, it's like he got that nigga. I'm ready to bust your ass for 40. And ain't shit you can do about it. Right. And that's the look Kobe gave everybody. You know what I'm right. saying? And then it's just like I hate this and I was talking to somebody about this because they was like, How the hell can he be the next Kobe when Kobe imitated Mike? It's basically saying if he's the next Kobe, you might as well say that Booker. I mean, I don't. I, it's when you when when you say the next, it's like, what do you base this off of? Is it is it? Because it's it's not me. It's like okay, when you look at Kobe and Mike, it was like looking at a fucking mirror. I agree. And I, I, I can't say that about Book because Book has his own he Bag has of, his, of moves. Yeah, he has his own style of play. Not to say he don't have the mentality that when he's on that court that I'm gonna cook you for thirty. Cause you can see it in his eyes. Right. I I I'm not saying he don't have it, but I well you can't say this is the, the next, next Kobe Bryant. <laughs> and see, that's that's an interesting point as well because I hate that. Whether it's basketball, football, whatever. I think it's disrespectful. Mm-hmm. If I know that I put in the work and this is my craft, this is my skill, don't compare me to nobody. Yep. Stop telling these kids to go out and be the next whatever. Make a name for yourself. Mm-hmm. Build your own brand. Build your own name. I don't want to be the next Kobe. Yeah. I don't want to be the next Mike. Like, Kevin Durant is Kevin Durant. You can't I, compare I, him to I, nobody I honest, anyway. I honestly don't think you will ever see another player in the league. That, that as far as I've been watching basketball, you have people that imitate other players' games. You will never see another player that plays like Shaq because that the big man ball is is dead. You will never see another player once KD's gone play like him. Dirk Nowitzki, I Hakeem Olajuwon, Hakeem Olajuwon, which a lot of people try to say and beat. Hell no! And I'm just like y'all, man. Put the coke down. Uh, <laughs> Timmy D. You'll never see that. Right. Uh, the only person, and this is passing wise, because when I seen that young man, and he's gonna be, he's cold. Now, I don't, I don't know what the the future's gonna hold for Lamelo, but when I see that he, when his passes, it remind me of Jason Kidd. 
I right. like him. My fear, my biggest fear, is that the success is going to go to his head. Mm-hmm. And the work ethic. I don't know what his work ethic is yet. Because as soon as he got his money, first thing he go do, and that, that's any young player or whatever, go get your diamond grill. Go uh, yeah, get your, yeah, yeah. Then the rumors is that he out here messing with the porn stars. Yeah, yeah. and he. So I, I saw him on a commercial last night, him and uh, Lonzo, for the new little Black Widow movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like, they're they're rolling out that red carpet for oh, him. Yeah, hell yeah. He's gonna be a face of the league. But are you gonna put in the work? Mm-hmm. That's my only pushback, and I'm not trying to hate on him or nothing like that. It's just he's great offensively, but is he gonna put in the work on the other end of the floor? Right. Right, because he he definitely need to get in the way. I'm not gonna say be like a lockdown defender, but at least carry your own weight when it comes to that. But let me ask you this though, because I I meant to ask you this: you think he deserved the rookie of the year? Man, that's hard, and that that goes back to the Trey Trey Young thing. It's like they're trying to make him a name in the league. Like you missed time, bro. Yeah, and during the time that you was out. It was, it was, was, I mean, they was losing, yes, but his individual performances. Right. That's why I went, I was actually shocked when he won. But I hate to bring his name up again. You can make a strong argument that Carmelo should have won rookie of the year, too. I go back and look at it. Denver had a better record. And they made the playoffs. If you, yeah. I, I can't even argue. I mean, but the chosen one. <laughs> so that's what How I'm saying. How can you take that away from him? Because that I'm not even going to necessarily say that that was rigged for LeBron to win. But with the hype that he had coming in the league, it's like you can't give this award to nobody else but him. I.e. Zion. And Zion, too. Uh, unfortunately for him, he got hurt. I'm going to give you another one. Blake Griffin. Definitely, he break. missed a whole year, <laughs> and that's another thing I hate about that shit. Ben Simmons did that shit too, yep. and everybody said Donovan, Donovan Mitchell should have actually won that award. Blake Griffin sat out a year because he had the, the microscopic knee surgery, you know, from the Oklahoma sooner days. He came in the league, knee was fucked up. He sat out the whole year. Come back the next year. Now, granted. Yes, he was a very exciting, entertaining player because this man. Had so many posters on a lot of people, <laughs> i.e. Moscow. Man. And he won the – and I don't even know who came in second that year to him, but he won the MVP off of that. Ben Simmons won the MVP. Same thing happened with him. I think it might have been his wrist, though. I don't know if it was a knee. But he comes back technically his second year, and Donovan Mitchell – Put up way better numbers than um, Ben Simmons, and on top of that, they make the playoffs and they beat um, OKC. OKC in the first round. Exactly, and Ben Simmons, he's another one too. And look at where we at now. Now it's so much that we can sit here and talk about. Yeah, it's like you you crown all these guys. And real quick, backtrack. Zion missed all that time. And when he came came at the end of it, 
they were still trying to put him in that conversation with Ja for rookie of the year. Man. Like, how do you miss two-thirds of the season and you a candidate for rookie of the year if it ain't? I get Lynch, man, talking about Zion, man. Don't get me wrong. He got upside. He's a great talent. But not to mention they already causing beef talking about they don't like. Yeah, but like like with Zion, man, it's like what the hell can you do outside of dunk and get garbage points down in the paint? And and then like it's just with that conversation I was having with my folk when I put the 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 the, the next gen the faces of the league where it was uh, Luca Mitchell, Ball, Zion, and um, Trey wasn't it? Trey Young and I'm looking at this shit like okay where the fuck is John Morant? Where's Devin Booker? Book don't get no respect. But it, none whatsoever. But but the John Morant though. And 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 my homie was like, uh, the only person that's on Zion's level is Ja. And I'm like, how? Ja's better than, than Zion. Ja missed the playoffs last year about one game. Because they, of the format. Yeah, the, they make the playoffs this year. If and, it, if they didn't change that play in crap. Memphis was in last year, yeah. so he would have had them in a playoff spot back-to-back years. Fucking retarded. Let me man. ask you this. If you switch Zion and Ja, what happens? The Pelicans make the playoffs. And might even make a run. Yeah. But you think – look at the look – at, look at t- and this is what I was telling him. He was like, outside of B.I., who do they get? I'm like, okay, Steven Adams, uh, Zoe, Zoe's there. You got Jason, uh, Josh Hart is there. Um – uh, I can't think of it. One kid's name. He's a center, light skinned dude. Man. I know you talking about. He, he, he was he was there, up he, and coming. Yeah, I'm like and you, prior you, to the trade deadline, they had JJ, JJ Reddick. Then and I'm like, look at Memphis. <laughs> Who they got? <laughs> I, uh, Dylan Brooks. He's he's up and coming. Uh, Voyage. I'm like, man, this conversation is dead. Like yeah, we can't even have this about. conversation right now, bro. Ain't even nothing to talk about after that. And I will tell you who uh, surprised me too, man. Shout out Grayson Allen. Yeah, yeah. I ain't even gonna hate on no uh old tripster. <laughs> <laughs> he he actually he made a name for himself, mm-hmm. man. But that but to me it's like that's the grit that comes with the Grizzlies. Like, that's their identity. Now granted, they still missing a couple pieces to put them over the top. But to me, Memphis has always been a hard hat team. They gonna go to work. I I feel like because they they was what eighth I think yeah eighth because yeah. they lost to Utah. I think next year they'll probably be six, depending on if Ja Morant stays healthy or not. I think each year they gonna get better and they gonna move up seed wise. See, that's key. You said that too because remember he messed his ankle up. Yeah. In the middle of the season, yeah. so he was out for what about two weeks? Mm-hmm. Who knows where they would have fell? I, at. I think they gonna be on the on the rise, and, and you know, I, I they got a nice team, but you know, they 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 work while he's on the court. Yeah, they they better while he when he's on the court because he he's not only a scorer, he can facilitate. Yeah. You know he gives you good defense. Yeah, I'm not gonna say lockdown, but you know decent defense. He can he can carry his own. 
you can tell he worked on the shot too. Yeah. It still needs some 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 tweaking mm-hmm. to where it's more of a net. To me, he he's flat footed when he shoot. Yeah. Like he, you know what I'm saying? That's a standstill. So if defense is on him, he's not gonna take. He'll mm-hmm. he'll drive before he pull up. Yeah. But if you leave him open, right, he gonna he, shoot that ball. He's all yeah, right. Yeah. So yeah, it's gonna be interesting next year, man. But real quick, I got two more topics I want to talk about. And I don't know how true it is, but I've been seeing a lot of headlines saying that the Brooklyn Nets did not like Kyrie Irving and his antics this year and that they would actually listen to some phone calls. I've actually seen that all week, actually. So, with that in mind. L.A., don't make that call. (laughs) Nah, that ain't happening. (laughs) That ain't happening. LeBron. Talk to Palinka, don't make that call. That ain't going to happen at all. And to me, it's just like that just shows you how goofy Kyrie Irving is overall because it's like you blow up a situation in Cleveland to say that you want to be your own man only to go to Boston, and they do better without you. Mm-hmm. And then you turn around and become the third option, basically, in Brooklyn. But what I want to talk about is, okay, the Kyrie Irving thing – and then James Harden and how trash he looked in them games and whether or not Kevin Durant tried to do too much. They keep putting all this blame on Joe Harris and all that. It's like as much as we done gave Joe Harris praise on this podcast alone, I'm not looking to Joe Harris to uplift us Mm. in those moments. The first game James Harden played, I'm like, all right, they just got him out here as a decoy. But then I'm like, wait a minute, man, bro, playing 40 minutes. And you got him handling the ball. So if you're going to play 40 minutes, you're going to handle the ball, you're still doing your little step backs, you got to give us something. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you got to go sit down, bro. Like, we trying to win. And that's where I'm just like, they gave James Harden a pass again this year, bro. Kevin Durant should not have had to play every minute of them last three games. Yeah. Like, nah, even if you played Harden in spurts, it's like, bro, we're going to give you 15, 20 minutes, but these 15, 20 minutes, you got to give me 110. Oh, yeah. Now, if you feel your, feel your hamstring tighten up or you feel like it's going to yeah, do something, out. then let us know. We'll get come you out. out. But if you're going to play 48 minutes – and you just standing around not doing nothing, bro, how does that help? You putting more pressure on KD. Mm-hmm. So what's your thoughts on how that all unfolded? Well, I personally thought that Harden shouldn't have played. What was that? That was that – was, He played went. the last three. So game five was when he came back, right? Yep. I don't think – that he should have played that game, and 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 shout out to KD because you you played a hell of a game that game. Uh, health wise, if you I understand, man, you want to help the team, but if you can't go, don't go because at some point in time, if you a hooper, and and, and even even in football. 
If you coming back from an injury and your and your team or your teammates establish a chemistry, why come in and destroy that chemistry? Right. Like there's no point. I understand that you want to be out there, man, with your your teammates, your brothers, your soldiers, or whatnot. You want to you know get, take care of business, man. Try to you know get this W, get this. Ch- I, I get all of that. But but what's the purpose of coming in and, and killing what they already got? It, it it makes no sense to me. Like he real deal, because like when I seen the game, I actually checked the stat and I seen that and I posted. I was like, damn, James Harden is over. <laughs> right. And I'm like, what the hell is going right. on? Like he real deal over. And then it's it's like you not doing you not doing nothing offensively and defensively. And, and Milwaukee was stupid for not attacking him that game. Exactly. Like, that was that stupid was, as hell. That was game five, bro. Yeah. The first the first half, they was blowing by him. All he was doing was just reach in and mm-hmm. slap at it and they getting layups and dunks. But then the second half they just went away from it. Yeah. And then Stupid as hell. KD just goes bonkers. Yeah. And you called that. Bro. You called that. Anybody that was watching that game, the last two minutes of the third quarter, KD started looking for a shot. Mm-hmm. He come down, hezzy, blew by whoever was guarding him, got a layup. Come down again, blew by him again, layup. I'm like, oh, hell. Come down, one dribble pull up, splash. Mm-hmm. I said, man, he finna go crazy yeah. in this fourth quarter. It's like I tell people, and I know you know you hear it on TV or wherever else, but if you actually play basketball, if you see about three or four of them things go through and your eyes don't light up, <laughs> something is wrong. Yeah. And I was like, dog. He's finna go crazy because he didn't got the feel. Yeah. Not only does he have the feel, he has the confidence that he can blow by anybody on this court. KD start getting dunks. Mm-hmm. He start getting step backs, and then once he start turning fadeaway three pointers and shit, I'm like, man, it's over. It's, it's over. a wrap. It's over. It's a wrap. But I, I give Nash some of that blame too because he didn't know how to manage his his minutes. Right. Even if you like, you know what. We know a TV timeout is coming up. I'm going to go ahead and call a timeout now. Give him a breather. And we get the TV timeout. So you done got two breathers back to back. Right. And you ain't really have to use no energy. That shit matters in the end. Mm-hmm. Or you know what? The quarter getting ready in. Hell, it's only a two-point game, three-point game. Here, take these 45 seconds. Come sit down for a minute. You go into another TV commercial break. Them those timeouts are longer. Get your get your rest, dog. We gonna need you. Yeah. When he hit that shot, I was like, "This motherfucker really just beat them." And I saw the replay. His toe was on the line. I was like, Phew. "But I just knew that in overtime, he was just gonna go nuts." And, be- I- and that shows you. It's like, yeah, Nash is a first year coach. But he had D'Antoni and him sitting over. Mm-hmm. And that shows you how don't none of them know what the fuck they was doing. Excuse my language. Because see, D'Antoni ain't never been in that situation. Right. I mean, outside of when he was at Phoenix, when he had Nash and them. But, hell, they were still getting killed by the Spurs. But the whole philosophy is just push. Yeah. Push. And you're in a situation where James Harden can't give you nothing. 
You got Blake Griffin out here. You making him a three-point shooter. Which is dumb. Jeff Green didn't even get no burn that game. After the, after the performance he had in game five, Jeff Green should have been an automatic number two option. With, with, and, 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 and they was tired. You could look at Brooklyn and tell that they was tired. You can't run and gun with, the, with, with, the, with, the, with that team that they got. You can't. Harden's on one leg. You're going to burn KD out. Blake ain't ain't the Clippers Blake no more. He ain't gonna right. get up and down the court as as quick as he used to. It's it's like it's a whole bunch of stuff, man, that you gotta take in consideration, man, with that dude. And and, and like what you said, first year coach, and you can tell he ain't know what he's doing, yeah. bro. You can tell he ain't know what he's doing. That's why I was just like, that's wild how it unfolded. But like I said, anybody but Brooklyn. Cause I didn't, I didn't want to see them win that championship, dog. Not because I'm a hater or nothing like that, but it's just like that to me would have been bad for the game. I, I'm gonna say this though: the way they smacked Milwaukee the first two games, everybody was looking at this shit like, man, this is about to be a sweep. It's I like, didn't even turn them on. It's, yeah. I, and I, I saw they was down fifty, bro. I, dude, I turned the PlayStation on. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even watch. Then give my cousin shout out to my cousin. Uh, Beans, man, he he a diehard Brooklyn fan. He he text me he's like, "Cause you watching this game? I'm watching it, but I'm telling this nigga, nah, I ain't watching this game. <laughs> Fuck y'all, excuse my language, but I'm watching the game." And he's you know he'll text me at the game like KD, and I'm like, man, and 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 at that point when it was two zero, and we talking about one convincingly, two games like blowout games, and you looking right. at this shit like. Milwaukee so got it to beat these dudes, man. Right. They 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 don't they don't have enough firepower. Like and they don't have a mentality. And then and then that and then it's like once Milwaukee got that, well they won they won both games at Milwaukee, the series changed. Yep. yep. Like it just completely changed, man. And I'm like, like this is crazy, man. It really is. And that's why I was just like, you know what? Shout out to KD. He's a monster. I will, you'll never hear me talk bad about his game. The only thing I do not like is when people's like, man, he's ten times better than LeBron. Best in the world. Stop that bullshit, man. Skip, 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 skip Bayless. <laughs> KD, KD's one game five. Yeah. That one game that he had, that was LeBron's whole 2018 playoff run his last year in Cleveland. See, this is what I hate about the comparisons because everybody want to talk about efficiency or numbers or percentages. I've been watching basketball for a long time. And I will argue with anybody. I real deal think that KD is probably the best scorer that I've seen. Hands down. Hands down. Like, nobody's touching. I'm talking about with the three-point shot, free throws, mid-range jumper. Hands he can down. get to the rim. But when you when you bring in the efficiency and stats, you got an argument in the case with LeBron. But, and, and I'm not knocking LeBron. I know it's your guy. But it's like, are we talking about offensive wise? They arsenal, 
are we talking about everything as a whole? Because you think about it, LeBron don't take that fucking many jump shots. Like if 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 let's just say let's just say if LeBron like he took twenty good shots, right? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say at least six to eight of those is probably jump shots. Compared to KD's is about twelve to thirteen of those is jump shots, and I'm not just talking about three pointers. I'm talking about, you know, maybe turnarounds, pull-up J's, uh, you know, stuff like that. But here's the thing, and I'm, I'm gonna take it, I'm gonna take it deeper than that, and I'm gonna clarify why I said what I said. When I watch LeBron play. And the best example that I can give you is game one of the finals, 2018, against Golden State. 51. I'm not looking at the numbers. I'm looking at how LeBron controlled the tempo of that game. There was no way in hell that if that game got up and down fast pace, that Cleveland could hang with them. Yeah. They would have ran them out the gym. Shout out to J.R. Smith for blowing that game. Man, too. like that that was a masterpiece. Like you put that in the conversation with Iverson when he beat the Lakers. At 48, and we don't want to talk about that. And so that but, <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like like you you robbed LeBron of that. Even if he would have lost, we all knew there was no way in hell that Cleveland was supposed to win that series. No. But if he comes out game one, drops 50, and finds a way for them to win. They, technically, they should have won it. That's when they did all that goofy I, ass replay, and they changed the foul, the charge that LeBron yeah. took on KD to a block in. They, and they got like, it was a sweep, wasn't it? Eighteen, yeah, a little sweep. I, I, I don't think Cleveland would have won that series. I think that they probably would have got at least two games the, if, if, if they, they won that game one, one game. It changes yeah. everything. Yeah. But that's going back to what I'm saying. That is my fascination with. LeBron because he controls the game. Mm-hmm. He dictates how fast we're going to go, how slow we're going to go, who gets what shots, when they get them. LeBron's hands is all over the game. I don't necessarily even look at the box score. So when I talk to people and say things like that, people just want to compare the two players and how they score. Right. KD scores from all over the floor. Right. It looks good. It's entertaining. Mm-hmm. LeBron's not going to give you those jump shots like you just yeah, said. Yeah. But at the end of the day, when LeBron gets hot, he controls the game. Mm-hmm. Go back to that same year, 2018. Boston took them seven games. Yeah. Game seven was in Boston. That was a slow pace game. LeBron controlled that shit. He even did that when he was in Miami against Boston. Look at the San Antonio. And and, and 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 I understand that was a masterpiece of 51-point game against – because it was, what, 51-9-9 or some shit. Like, yeah, I'm going to say the triple-double. So, I, you know, I don't rock with, with, with LeBron. I respect his game. I respect him as a, a, a player, uh, even though he do do some dramatic shit. <laughs> but I still don't even think that was his best game. Of course, that not. I saw. I, I'm a my best game. The best game I've ever seen him play was Game Four 
against – I think it might have been game four, but it was the 2006 playoffs against the Detroit Pistons where he scored 26 points in the f- fourth quarter, I think. Fourth quarter in overtime. Yeah, in overtime. That was by far – and we're talking about a young LeBron, third year in the league. That was by far – the because I, I – and that was when I was like I, – I remember this shit to this day. Rest in peace to my father. We was watching that game. And he said, and he was like, he's next. Just off that game alone, he's like, he's next. And if you look at that game, there was no way in hell the Detroit Pistons should have lost to that Cleveland Cavaliers team that that series. He scored that 26 points in the fourth quarter in overtime. Detroit was out of the series after that game. It was a wrap. And honestly, that's up there. But that ain't even one of mine. With his back against the wall, down 3-2 against Boston, Miami. Miami. People people tend to forget. If you go back and look at the box score of that game, D-Wade and Bosch. They didn't show up. They didn't give nothing. They didn't show up. I remember that game. LeBron had had to dig deep down in that bag. And again, controlled the game. He set the tone early. Like, he scored, what, like 20, almost 30 maybe in the first half. Mm -hmm. And then in the second half, that's when, you know, a couple players made some shots or whatever. But LeBron's hands was all over that game start to finish. Rebounding, assists, defense. So, when I look at Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant does not impact the game that way. So that's why I'm saying, going back to what we were talking about, Kevin Durant impacts the game from a scoring perspective. Mm -hmm. But even if you look at the Brooklyn series that just happened, he didn't have to bring the ball up the floor for the whole game. Yeah, he played every minute, but he was pacing himself. That with a scoring machine, I don't like when – that type of player, like, has to – I don't want to necessarily say facilitate, but just you you don't put yourself in a situation like it to where we know he can create his own shot, but by you bringing the ball up, the, now it's like you got to do too much compared to I don't know who the hell the, they point guard was. I don't know if Harden was on the court or not compared to if somebody else – is because now that just seems like it's iso ball, but that's what they ended up going to, and yeah. that's what lo- they lost. They yep. on them in that overtime. I didn't mean to cut you off. Them last two or three trips, everybody on Brooklyn moved to one side of the right. floor, right? And you're talking about a guy who who has played every minute of the game, and we're in overtime, bro. His legs had been sh- they were shot, yeah. And it in a situation like that. I got to bring the ball up, and I got to get you the ball either in the paint or on the wing. Like they had been doing. And we move the hell out the way so you can work. That's what I'm saying. Like, that, that goes back to what we said earlier. The coaching, all all factors play a role in what happened to Brooklyn. No coaching. KD had been so dependent on him just saying, you know what, I'm just going to go out here and get it. Mm-hmm. But like you said. Put him in his sweet spots. Let him just catch and shoot, turn and shoot, 
closer to the basket versus trying to create, and now you got to get this shot off and your legs is gone. Mm-hmm. But that's why I'm saying, to me, in my opinion, there is no comparison between him and LeBron. No, nah, it ain't. It, and, and it should never be, like, if you – if you say scoring, I'm going to say KD. If you're talking about all around, there's nobody compared to LeBron James. Nobody. And, and that's my argument. That's where I tell people LeBron is my favorite player for those very reasons. If you want pure scoring entertainment, I'll give you Jordan. I'll give you Kobe. I'll give you KD. Because single-handedly, offensively, they can destroy you. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to cerebral, controlling the pace of the game, knowing how the team is defending you, so guess what? Mike Miller, get in that corner. Shane Battier, get in that corner. Uh, J.R. Smith, stand right here. Be ready to catch this motherfucker. It's coming to you. Right. I'm penetrating. I'm dishing, setting everything up. That's, to me, that LeBron is a puppet master, bro. There's only been three players I've seen that that can do that, and and if you shed the points off, because you know LeBron is he really is a walking thirty point guy. Let's just be honest. If he wants to, if he wanted to be, I, I honestly think that he probably could have averaged about thirty two or thirty three points his whole career if he chose. Right. To. The year he won scoring title, he averaged thirty one, yeah, thirty one or thirty two. So I mean, it's there. But when you say hands-on control the game, there's only three people that I've ever seen do this. It was Magic, Isaiah Thomas, and Jason Kidd. And look at what positions they play. Point guard. So that's 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 the point. And after this, we'll wrap it up because the game getting ready to start anyway. That's what I'm saying to people. Mike is a two-guard. Kobe is a two-guard. Kevin Durant is a freak of nature because of his height, mm-hmm. but he has the skill set of a two guard. LeBron don't have no skill set of no two guard. He can't shoot worth a damn. Him being able to shoot and get hot or streaky, that's just athleticism, muscle mm-hmm. memory. You know what I'm saying? Because if you look at a person's form and how they shoot, Steph Curry and them, it's the same. Yeah. Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson Same. is his form never changes. Perfect. <laughs> he has a perfect form. He has by far the perfect form that if you try to teach your son or your daughter how to, that's what that's who you Clay need to look at. Thompson. But when you watch LeBron shoot, I didn't see him try to pull up off off a dribble, pull up, hit the side of the backboard, hit the back of the rim. Now he didn't got to the point to where he tries to shoot a set shot. Mm-hmm. But his follow throughs are different. Like he don't he he don't have a gooseneck. Well, like I tell my son, reach in the cookie jar. Yeah, reach in the cookie. You don't have the follow through. Sometimes he on his free throws, he leave his hand open. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, you I just noticed, I noticed you that just too. throwing it up or at this point. I noticed that too. So it's like you 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 don't have the skill set of a shooting guard because you cannot shoot. Mm-hmm. So don't tell me LeBron's supposed to play like Mike, play like Kobe. He don't have the skill set for that. So knowing that, in my opinion, he doesn't have the skill set, and he still done put up thirty thousand plus points, and he controls the game. 
He can beat you in other facets, rebounding, assisting. As, what as, are we talking about as, here, as, man? Just another player that you I I can't say we will ever see again. A player like LeBron. And that's why I'm like, I, I, I get on the internet, it's 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 cool to to bash my guy. I can't wait to see how they throw this space jam under the bus. Oh god. With the ashy cereal. No, the ashy <laughs> <laughs> Y'all gotta go watch this video, man. We definitely getting off in there because I ain't gonna take no LeBron slander. They, they did it wrong, man. Because like, when look, when I seen that, and it's crazy because I always see the funny shit early in the morning, and I seen the box. I'm like, hold up, dude. Was like, oh, limited edition. I don't know if I should open this up. Next thing you know, the box is open. And then he looking like, I guess the white things, they they supposed to be Bugs Bunny. The the orange things is, is the basketballs. I guess the purple things must be LeBron. And then called the cereal ash, and I'm like, ah, man. And I'm, I'm, I'm at the house. I'm like, man. Yeah, when he poured the little cereal in the bowl and I got the look, I was like, man, what? First of all, I thought it was chocolate. I thought this cereal was supposed to be chocolate. Then he's like, uh, is it berry? I was like, man. I was like, nah, y'all could have gave LeBron some better cereal, dog. Don't At do my guy like that. At least put more characters in the cereal, man. You just sound like, yeah, the basketball <laughs> bugs and whatever the purple shit is. Man. Like, they, it looked like an a, 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 a old school box of, of, of kicks. That's what it looked like. <laughs> King Vitamin. <laughs> King Vitamin. That's what it looked like. They done gave my guy this raggedy cereal, man. Uh but, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, real quick. Anybody that's listening to this, dog, if you see a box in the store, hit me up. I need a box. I'm, I don't want to eat it. I'm on the hunt. I told you. I didn't <laughs> went to Walmart earlier to see if they had, and they didn't have it. Kroger's might have it. It might be the next the next spot that I check in. But, like, it's it's. I hope they don't, like, like kill your guy. Because I'm, I'm looking at the highlight, the, the previous. The, granny making martinis. The the team got their head down when he talking and they got my the, kids are excited. That's all that they matters. They got the joint where George up top the team all pumped up and then they <laughs> they got LeBron at the bottom like the team is ready. To lose. Daffy coaching now. That was a like, come nah, on. They gonna they gonna crush my guy just because it's LeBron. At yeah. the end of the day, it's a children's movie. My kids are excited. I heard Mike's supposed to be in this movie. I hope so. I hope LeBron I dunk on Mike. I heard he's supposed to be in the movie. I don't know what part he's gonna play but i heard he's supposed to be in the movie like i said it to me it's a few years too late uh real quick before we get off here man it was another thing i meant to say to you man next time we do a podcast we gotta we i want to definitely talk about uh <laughs> versus battles that's been going on because uh, the Soldier Boy and and, and um, Bow Wow, wow. Soldier Boy was killed when it first came out. You from know the what? End. You know what? <laughs> I disagree. Now he had, but you think about it though. It's what I was telling my wife. Like she was like, the only song I know is Crank That, and I was like. Don't kill me when I say this. You're lame. But um, <laughs> she was like, the only song he had was that she knew about was Cranked. And I'm like, okay, Gucci Bandana, uh, Pretty Boy Swag. 
uh, Kiss Me Through the Phone. But see, this is after he had already done made it. Yeah. So shout out to my cousin Chuck. When you listen to this, you can vouch for me. If you go back to the MySpace days before he, see, I wasn't on MySpace. So see, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I I come home from college, and I played a song, um, Booty Beat. Okay. Soldier Boy had a song called Booty Meat. Everybody at the crib laughed at me. Man, what the fuck is this bullshit? <laughs> nah, I was listening to Soldier Boy back in the day before Crank That, before all that joint. And I was watching all the little dance videos mm-hmm. and stuff that he was putting on his little MySpace. And I was just like, I like this dude. We can definitely do a whole episode talking about the verses. I ain't even going to mix the two yeah. basketball and this and that. But we, we need to that was that. a dope versus, in my opinion. You're going to give Bow Wow the edge because Bow Wow had more success. I feel like Bow Wow had more songs that women can relate I, to. I, I don't even think you can even use the word success in that. because I mean, outside of... Bow was going hit, I mean, yeah... But you got to think about the time, though. You got to think. That's like, when people he, was actually selling he records. Out, he came out earlier than Soldier Boy did. Right. We we talking about, and Soldier Boy might have been doing this shit on MySpace at the same time the Bow Wow was, because you think it was Lil Bow Wow and Lil Romeo that was doing the platinum joints. Right. It was just them two. Soldier Boy probably came out, I think, I think Bow Wow came out, what, it was like 2001, maybe two. So I'm saying it was before I went to college. Yeah, and then, and then Soldier Boy came out around 05 or yeah. some shit like that. But like, like, like you said, like with Bow Wow, his shit was more for the little girls. One oh, Mr. 106, that's what I'm saying, yeah. like, like. You knew off of his catalog alone when he played some of them old joints, the joint with him and Sierra and all that. You knew he had it in the bag. And and when when DJ Paul came out there, and they was playing that, that's what I'm saying. He got the features. And that's what I'm like. I'm like, nah, y'all just put on a whole concert up here. Yeah. You had the brat and all them. It's like from an entertainment standpoint, and the whole I get the whole versus thing. It's just supposed to take you back down memory mm-hmm. lane. He make you feel good or whatever. You know what? Compare that to the Gucci Jeezy. That's okay. exactly how I look at it. Okay. The Gucci versus Jeezy. Jeezy had the success record-wise. Yeah. But if you go to a party, if you go to a club, and see, that's basically what Soulja I'm Boy's going to yeah. come on before any You're damn Bow Wow. You're not listening to no Bow Wow song. That, the the Bow Wow Sierra joint might come on yeah. because it, during that time, that was at its height, and you yeah. knew... Chicks was going to go crazy. so you, but, it, 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 but that was Bow Wow. It wasn't Lil Bow Wow. That that's what I'm Bow saying. Wow, yeah. You wasn't going to yeah. no party and nah, they was playing nah. Bow Wow. Yeah. Soldier Boy was going to get some play. Yeah. And the party was going to go crazy when it came on. That's why I'm telling you that's exactly how I viewed that like battle. It was, okay, I get the success part. It was the features <laughs> for me because Soldier didn't have that. I mean, right. outside, like like the Gucci, the Gucci bandana, it was Gucci Mane and Shorty Low on that song. Plus... Soldier got his shit out the mud, dog. Yeah. Like, he, he he built his own shit up. A lot of them beats and stuff he made on his own. Soldier Boy started that internet shit. It's, actually, put, it's actually one coming on right now. We keep sweating Bobby Brown today. I Is think. it? Yeah. I mean, we got you ready to jump off. I then, think that might be And then it's like, like, I keep on telling my, I told my wife, we having a full-fledged argument about this. I said, the, the one that we've been wanting to see is No Limit versus Cash Money. 
Uh, well, you can't put the record companies on there. Fuck that. Put no limit in cash money. And this is why I was telling my, my sister, my sister's boyfriend, I'm going to tag his name. And he was like cash money and win it. It was like Manny, Manny's, he said Manny's beats. I forgot how he said it, but it was more of like it was better than Beats by the Pound. <sighs> and I was just like, man, that's just some shit that we're going to have to have some yak. Smoke some Reggie. We're gonna have to sit back and talk about that one. That's but, but like I had told my wife, cause she was like, if you talking about individual albums, like I told her, I said there's only realistically two individual 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 albums that's on Cash Money that can hold its own against No Limits Records, and that's the Four Hundred Degrees and the Chopper City in the Ghetto. In my opinion, yeah. Cause, 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 hands down, like I told her, I said, "Ice Cream Man and Ghetto D is all." It, it, come on now, there's no, there's no album on Cash Money's record label that can compare it to the two. And I didn't even fucking go to Mysticals out. I mean, I we we gonna talk about that on another another. Yeah, we podcast. definitely gotta do that because that's funny that you say that. I can't think of who it is. My phone's across the room. Somebody made a post today and was like, "If you put Cash Money." On the table, what other record label could compete with them? And I saw a few people that was like, um, somebody said Rockefeller. Of course, you know, people were saying No Limit. And then somebody went all the way to the extreme and put um, Sir Rap-A-Lot. I was like, I don't know about that one, like. You gotta be a diehard. <laughs> you gotta be a diehard something to put. Like, don't get me wrong, they was a, a major label, but they wasn't pumping nothing out to where now, you could entertain I, if a you versus. Say, if you say, okay, but you didn't listen. You didn't listen to to the East Coast like it. I I did. I I if you say hit for hit, that you talking about record companies and if you're just talking about albums i'm gonna say no limit rockefeller hypnotized minds oh didn't nobody on that post say that i'm gonna i'm gonna find that post tonight and i'm gonna share it if you myself. just if you talking about songs rockefeller no limit hypnotized uh minds Ooh. those are the only three yeah we definitely gonna chop that up that's the next one then. Cause I got to up me and Charles did one the other day, uh, about that Beyonce stuff and trick daddy. Yeah. I'm going to be mad at me. Trick, trick sales that went down because of what he said. <laughs> go, go. Beehive might shut down. I respectfully disagree. Man, podcast, I ain't uh, no, I ain't no Beyonce fan. And I talked to my godmother about this and y'all can kiss my ass for me saying this. Cause I'm always keep 100 and you can say I'm a hater or whatnot. I don't think Beyonce is, is how y'all hyped her up to be. Now, I'm not going to take away from her as the performer. She's a hell of a performer. Super duper. I'm not going to. Entertainer. When you say singing. Nah. And you know what? This is perfect. I'm putting this one up tonight. And then I'll roll out. And I can't. When you want to do the next one, I'll come back down here and we can chop it up on that. Because I and I even bring my wife with me. You know what I'm saying? To get a female perspective. She don't even. Fuck with Beyonce. She listened to her. I've said this plenty of times. 
and we can get off her uh, off this note. Beyonce's a hell of a performer. I don't think that she was a better singer than Kelly Rowland. Oh, we we talked about it. Trust me. Wait till you hear it. Wait till y'all hear it. Like me and me and Chuck went in, and uh, it wasn't on no hate and stuff. And I even took it deeper than that because I feel like what they done to Trick Daddy was foul. It was. Like, you can't talk all this, man. We got to support black business. We got to support each other and do this and do that. And because he had an opinion that was different than yours, y'all try to tear down. I just didn't business. get where the, the Jay-Z part came in at. You know, like, he, he said something about both of them. He, But what he was saying was during that time period, Nobody looked at Jay-Z as, oh, my God, this is the best rapper type. You know what I'm saying? And this is when Trick was still rapping, right? Right. Okay. And he was saying that that has been kind of forced up on us. Like, when did Hove become the greatest rapper of all time? Like, like I said, because you didn't didn't listen to East Coast. I'm going to say this. When Pac and Biggie died, it left a void in rap and hip hop on who the next king and that's exactly what Charles was gonna said. be. And if you think about it, and and this, and I hope Charles is listening to this. You go back to ninety nine. Dmx was killing Jay Z. That's exactly what Charles said. Killing. I'm talking about murdering everybody was clinging towards Jay-Z. I'm not Jay-Z, I'm sorry. DMX and not Jay-Z. Jay-Z really didn't start popping and getting a recognition for real until the Dynasty CD came out. That was the one that I think Kanye either did all of it or he did half of it. So that's what I'm saying. It's like nobody put him in that category with those people. And honestly, I still don't know how it just magically became the norm to where it's it it just like. It was, it was more like, it was like, he's there. I've always listened to the South. Wasn't really nothing popping out, pop, popping out West outside of Snoop. And he was, you know, but that's what Trick was saying. Yeah. He he, he never said nothing bad about dude. He right. was just like, I don't feel like he's the greatest rapper. Just like he said, I don't feel like she can sing. He's like, dude, there's a difference between singing and singing. And when he said that, bro, you you have to do. I got the notes right here in front of your face. Yeah. Diana Ross, Gladys Knight. Tina Turner, Mariah Carey, Aretha Franklin, Whitney Houston. You putting Beyonce up against any of them? Drop the mic. <laughs> this, this, I, I'm gonna leave it at this, and and I said this, and y'all, like, I, I can fight. We can meet wherever. Um, when they keep on talking about these versus battles, I the 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 verse, and we'll talk about this, man. When we get to the versus battle, this is one thing I don't like about the versus battle. If you don't do it, put it with somebody in the same era. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because it throws it off if you put somebody new with somebody older. I've said this, and we're gonna we're gonna talk about this Beyonce thing. We'll and we'll we'll dive in it more, and I'm gonna break it down to you on why I said this. Beyonce has a nice catalog. Don't get me wrong. She's a hell of an entertainer. 
There's two people I said that she would not beat. Mary J. Blige. Mary J. Blige can use two of our albums and kill her alone. The the uh uh my life, and I think it's uh what's the four one one four one one, and then Rihanna, cause Rihanna, her music's every genre. Beyonce's nah, ain't. We definitely gonna have that conversation then because I said that Charlamagne then was trying to entertain that on the Breakfast Club a while back, saying that if Beyonce and Rihanna had a versus, that Rihanna would win, and they start coming for Charlamagne. But it's like the verses is supposed to be about hits, mm-hmm. not about popularity. If you evaluate the music, we got a conversation. Yeah, I mean, and that's is I mean, you look at the verses battle. I mean, that's it's it's popular, like you said, popular. Because if you think, let's go back to the Gucci and Jeezy. Gucci won. I mean, it's just just a prime (laughs) example. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, if if you won't listen to the trap, the mixtapes and all, I mean, Jeezy got mixtapes, but they they ain't nothing compared to what Gucci came out with. And and to me, it boils down to, are you still relevant? Mm Mm-hmm. Gucci just put one out last week. Gucci got an ear for talent. Gucci's roster putting out music. Mm Mm-hmm. Jeezy didn't bring nobody else with him. And we'll leave it at that. We'll save that for the conversation. That's an interesting conversation. I definitely want to chop that up. Definitely. Appreciate you, man. No problem. Ass toasted. No competition. Amisha coasting. I feel so high. I feel so live. My body's in the twine. Amisha coasting. I feel so live. And I know why. That I can't deny. Amisha coasting. Liquor, wish me I'm high class.